The Spirit of Self-Love podcast reminds us that we are all miraculous beings with purpose and can help humanity elevate and evolve by returning within. Do you remember who you really are? It's taken me the past few years of every day consciously exploring what my past means to me and if it is at all significant or relevant to who I currently am. And what I've realized on my journey is that bringing the past along with us, dragging it alongside us into the present, like a heavy garbage bag filled with self-destructive beliefs and painful memories that we keep making ourselves relive through again and again, destroys our ability to consciously create our future. This episode is about creating a healthy relationship with our past and our pain as a means of surrendering it and no longer allowing it to control our life. How often do we antagonize over or romanticize our past? For me, it's easy to dwell on mistakes I've made, things I wish I could change, wanting to time travel back to a particular moment and tell a younger version of myself to behave differently. Ironically, I spent a lot of my past worrying about my future, the direction I was headed in. But we can't know what our future looks like if we're not creating it out of the present. We align ourselves with peace and ease by allowing the past to be the past, letting the present be the present, and releasing our expectations about the future. All that we ever have is right now. All that we can ever create our future out of is right now. If we're worried about the future, we're not grounded in the present. If we're stuck in the past, we're not moving forward and will continue to live in a loop. The easiest way to tell if the past is leaking into the present is by examining our emotional reactions. We develop triggers when we suppress our emotions and they get stuck in the body. The body then becomes reactive to things that it wasn't reactive to before. It may respond inappropriately or irrationally to situations it perceives as threatening or dangerous. Because this human experience is cyclical and we often revisit similar situations and themes throughout our life to integrate lessons, we'll know that we've healed when we no longer react to them. Instead of reacting, we respond from a neutral, peaceful place. The first step to healing the wounds of the past is to acknowledge that whatever happened, happened. There's nothing that can be done now to change what occurred in those moments, but all that we can change or transform is how we allow it to affect us now. Each moment offers us the opportunity to hit the reset button on our reactions. We can't pretend that something that traumatized us didn't affect us at all, just as much as we can't change what we did if we hurt someone else in the past. All we can do with our past is to acknowledge and accept it. By accepting it, we simultaneously allow ourselves to begin to let it go. Acknowledging it is not the same as reliving it. We don't have to relive our past over and over in our head. The more we relive it in our mind, the more we'll manifest it into our external reality, continuing to live in that loop of suffering and pain. I've been learning and working on acknowledging and releasing my own suffering. I'm tired of keeping it around to entertain me when I need something familiar to make myself feel better. And that's the problem, when suffering becomes comfortable, because it's become too familiar, too friendly. It's an even bigger problem if we create an identity out of our suffering. 
For anyone who has created an identity around their suffering, they will feel like they're dying when they begin to take steps to heal and release it. After all, the pain has become who they are. And this process becomes less of a transformational shedding of skin, the way a snake does, and more like a fish jumping out of water on the shore. Releasing the suffering that is hurting us shouldn't feel like an extreme death, but sometimes it can if it's become ingrained into who we are or who we know ourselves to be. When it comes to acknowledging the past, we are the ones who determine how we perceive it in the present. Was there a lesson to be learned? Did someone make a mistake that hurt us? If we made mistakes that hurt someone else, can we forgive ourselves and move on? I hope you're enjoying this episode so far. Just a few quick things. Review, share, and subscribe wherever you're listening now. You can follow us on Instagram at Spirit of Self Love. To learn more, visit spiritofselflove.substack.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy the rest of the episode. Rejecting affection and love from the people who care about me has not only hurt them, but has absolutely, primarily, hurt myself. Recognizing this pattern of pushing away affection, seeing how it hurts those who love me, and how it's impacted how I love myself, has been painful to process. But in this way, suffering has been a good teacher. But it's a horrible, manipulative, toxic friend in the absolute worst kind of identity to construct a sense of self out of. Positioning suffering as a teacher and not a friend or sense of self allows us to perceive it differently. When it's something that we can learn from and maintain our own boundaries between ourselves and the things that have caused us pain, that's when transformation is possible. There's hope there. Letting go of and forgiving the past hasn't been the easiest thing for me, especially because at one point, it was both my friend and identity. I was miserable and spent every morning to every night feeling angry for about three years. I know now that I could have spent much less time feeling angry by not suppressing it or holding it back so much. But yeah, I carried it around with me for three years. I coddled my pain and held its hand because I felt lonely and it was keeping me company. Today, I can acknowledge that pain and understand that it doesn't have to affect my life so intensely. The biggest way I was able to transform acceptance out of suffering was by allowing myself to look at the things that hurt from a perspective outside of my own. I needed to observe everything that I was feeling as if it wasn't happening to me, but to someone else that I cared about, and to consider how I would hold space for them. By shifting my perception, I was able to begin shifting my relationship with painful experiences. It's detrimental to our well-being to pretend that we're feeling fine when we're internally imploding. Suppressing and neglecting our pain doesn't heal it. It bottles it up, keeps it stored within us, and distorts our emotional reactions. For example, we've all most likely encountered someone with a road rage, or we ourselves have experienced road rage. Someone that's emotionally well and processing their traumas in appropriate ways doesn't explode on a person driving next to them or put themselves and other people on the road in danger by flooring it to prove a point. Moments like that are emotional distortions that come from a lack of awareness and accountability for our feelings and our ego. Just as how we don't want to bypass and reject feeling emotions when they arise, we don't want to overindulge in our suffering, our shame, our guilt, our grief, the things that keep us low. We need healthy boundaries with suffering as much as we need to have boundaries in 
all other relationships in our lives. We have to be aware when we're crossing our own boundaries and allowing ourselves to dwell too far into the past. Continuing with the road rage example, after we've cooled off from a negative interaction with someone while driving, it doesn't serve anyone any good to then beat yourself up about it, fall into a cycle of shame, guilt, and anger at yourself, and then continue to expel all of those emotions by repeating the same behavior the next time you're driving again. That's not learning from our mistakes. That's letting our past be the excuse for continuing to make the same mistakes. Living in the past recreates the same mistakes. Learning from the past creates a new future. Transforming our suffering and evolving from pain allows us to move on and move forward in our lives with honest acceptance that what has happened, happened, but it's not going to impact how we experience the present. If we keep the things that keep us feeling low, our disappointments, resentments, fears, regrets, worries, as the things that we rely on and keep close for comfort, we'll stay stuck in self-pity, narcissism, and detachment, while more distance is created between us and the healed versions of ourselves. So my question for you today, leaders, is do we keep living in the past and recreating scenarios that affirm that we're loveless, worthless, and pathetic, or do we decide to let it all go and move toward a future that promotes growth and transformation? This is all a learning process and can take time to heal, but the best time to start and change the relationship you have to your own suffering is by understanding that all we ever have is right now to do something about it. Right now, in this present moment, Can I see pain differently? How can I allow myself to accept this and let it go? Well, I believe in you, and you deserve to heal your past so that you can live fully in this now to create a better future. Thank you for listening today. You are loved so profoundly. Thank you for being here at this time to assist in the evolution of humanity. Thank you for being a leader of the self-love movement Remember who you really are, love always, and I'll meet you at the next one.